Welcome to training from Scott Ross Online. Scott Ross is a highly sought after and internationally acclaimed personal development and leadership coach who speaks to more than 50,000 people a year. The same strategies he's taught top executives are available to you through programs like this one. We encourage you to take notes and listen to this audio multiple times for maximum results. And now, here's Scott. Thank you for once again tuning in to the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast. My name is Scott Ross. This is episode 115. Episode 115, you can subscribe to all the episodes and get the 114 back episodes by just going to scottrossonline.com. That's scottrossonline.com. And uh, there's a subscribe to the podcast you know, button or menu item on the far right side of the page. You can't miss it. I highly recommend you guys do that. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of gold in the past episodes and we're proud of the content we put together. So get it downloaded to your favorite device and uh, share it with your friends and family. And let's all be raising our leadership lids collectively. Again, thank you so much for investing your time today. We are going to talk about ways to offend a leader. You know, uh, a lot of people talk to me a lot about mentorship and, you know, whether I'll be their mentor or how to find a mentor. And, you know, one of the, one of the things that I know is always really mysterious for people is, you know, how do I really make sure that I offend a leader and that, and therefore keep the leader from wanting to work with me long-term? And so we're going to take all the mystery out of that for you today and give you a checklist of things you can do to ensure that a leader doesn't really want to work with you. So uh, with that, let's just dive in. And uh, the very first thing that I would tell you you're going to want to do if you want to offend a leader is to seek their advice or counsel. And then once they give you their advice, to begin to argue with the advice that they've given you. Uh, this is a really powerful technique, and it's one that I encounter quite often. You know, someone uh, recently asked me for counsel on why their business wasn't growing as quickly as their business should be growing or as they wanted for their business to grow. And, you know, I asked a few questions about some things they were doing, and I then proceeded to give them some things that they might want to implement. And I was met very quickly with a lot of rationale for why none of those things would work for them, why they were incapable or it would require them to go outside their comfort zone or they had tried some of those items before without success or why they just simply had an even better idea that they had thought about those things, but they actually had come to a conclusion that there was a better approach. And so... You know, very quickly, I realized that this is kind of a waste of time in this conversation because really what I think doesn't matter to them, and I'm not really sure why it was they sought my counsel. So I would just tell you, again, very, very powerful way to make sure that you offend a leader is to just ask for their advice as if you want it, but as, sh- as soon as you get the advice, to begin arguing with the advice. Now, 
For those few of you out there that wouldn't want to offend the leader, you know, the flip side of this could be an approach you might consider taking. And that would be that even if it sounds uncomfortable or it would require you to do something outside your comfort zone, you might want to pursue it anyway. Or if it's a technique that you have tried before, share that you've tried and that you want to try again. And what would their thoughts be on why you didn't have success in the future and get some some refined advice about maybe how you screwed that technique up in the past. But again, that's going to be the minority of our audience. I know that many of you just want to blow the leader out and again, just argue with whatever counsel they give you and you will be successful in that endeavor. Now, the next way that you can offend a leader for sure is to immediately upon receiving something that they have done to try to benefit you, as soon as you get something they've worked on to to bless you, to A, not be grateful, but B, immediately start to demand more from them or ask them when some other thing is going to be given to them. You know, leaders spend tons of hours and resources trying to do something awesome for their people. And, you know, one of the things that will offend them is in a big way is the second they present that new thing to treat it as if that was expected and then immediately ask for something in addition. You know, the leader says, hey, look, I created this amazing tool for you guys. Awesome. So when's it going to be in Chinese? Uh... I'll work on it. Um, Hey, look, we've done this thing to make your bonus structure much more lucrative. Oh, okay, but hey, when are you going to fix this thing in our website? You know, anything you can do like that where you, the leader has worked really hard to deliver something and you can immediately just ask for something more, that's a surefire way to offend the leader that you're working with. Don't show any gratitude, act like it was expected, and then immediately ask for something in addition. Now, again, some of you might be in that rare category where you don't want to offend the leader. And, you know, the the thing to do there would simply to be grateful to recognize the leader had a choice in the way they could expend their resources and they've done something trying to bless you and to simply be grateful, like allow 24 hours to go by maybe before you start to demand something extra of the leader or talk about how the extra thing could enhance or accentuate what the leader has done what they've brought to the table. Okay, a third way you can be sure to offend a leader is to ask questions that you could have easily found the effort to with a very small amount of personal effort. Just go to them and bombard them with questions that like a Google search would have turned the answer up to or asking someone who's been in your environment, in your business, in your workplace for five minutes longer than you uh, could have given you an answer for. Or if you had simply looked at a menu or two in a website, you could have found where the form is. Things like that. If you could just bombard them with questions that are really more kind of Wikipedia style questions that if you had just done a little effort, you could have found the answer. But hey, why 
not just call the leader and interrupt their day to ask them that stuff? They will love it. And uh, it will be sure to offend them and cause them to not want to spend a lot of time with you. You see, for a leader, nothing is more valuable than their time. And leaders are looking to invest in things that bring a return. And leaders don't just think about investments as a financial thing. Leaders are looking to invest in people that will bring a return. So if I'm going to invest in a person, they need to demonstrate they're the right person. Much like when I'm looking to invest my money, I'm thinking about all the aspects of a particular investment and saying, this looks like a foolish investment. This looks like a wise investment. Well, Leaders are doing that same thing with people. Now, people who are lazy are not the right person. They are going to be a poor return on your investment. So when someone only approaches a leader out of laziness, what they're screaming at the leader is, I am not worth your investment. So if you want to blow a leader out and make sure that they don't really want to work with you, Really simple. It's a very powerful technique. Just ask them questions you could have easily found the answer to yourself with just a little bit of effort. Now, this is not to say that leaders don't want to equip you, that they don't want to provide you resources, but again, they want to be wise stewards of their time. So try to give it a little effort to find what you're looking for before you interrupt them as a way to maybe reduce the risk of offending them. And if you did have to approach them after you couldn't find something, you might even share with them the effort you put in. You know, I, I talked to this person, this person, and this person. I went to this resource. I just couldn't find the answer. Really, really apologize for, you know, potentially wasting your time. I'm trying to be efficient with, you know, the resources. That's a way for the few of you that want to keep the leader in your good graces that you could, you could go at them. But again, I know that blowing them out is something that a lot of people are trying to do, so just trying to help with that. The next technique is, and this is a great one, I mean, I cannot tell you how effective this would be at getting leaders to not take your call, and that is to only call the leader with complaints or selfish needs, you know, just kind of groaning and moaning and complaining or only calling them if you need a favor, if you need something done just for you. You see, you could write this down as a truth you could take to the bank in everything, but especially when it comes to leadership development. Write this down. It is not about me. It is not about me. See, leaders want to impact a lot of people. That's their goal. And so they're looking for leverage in order to impact more People. I think I've told you the story in this podcast before about the fact that, you know, I was mentored by John Maxwell. I'm one of the founding members of the John Maxwell Leadership and Coaching and Speaking Team. And John is a, a powerful brand into himself. I mean, he's published, I think it's whatever, 70 plus books now. He's obviously best selling author, massively successful keynote speaker and seminar uh, speaker. And yet he didn't feel like he was reaching enough people. So he wanted a way to extend himself to touch more people. And so he partnered with people like me 
to figure out how to do that and to equip more people to go and touch more lives than he could individually touch. Because obviously, if he mentors 10 guys, those 10 can touch people he's not going to touch. It's a way to extend his leadership. That's the way all great leaders think. They're trying to create leverage. Well, I don't want to offend you, but you're only as valuable to the leader as your conduit to impact other people can be. If you can become a conduit to impact a lot of lives on behalf of that leader, you are very valuable. If the leader pouring through you is is hitting a dam, if if you're not a conduit, if you're more of a reservoir than a river, then the leader can't impact a lot of people through you and you become less valuable. You are less of a quality investment of that leader's time. You know, one of the great examples of this in history is the apostle Peter. You know, Peter was loved by Jesus. Jesus was his leader, was his mentor. He definitely loved him. But Peter was all about Peter. Peter was about Peter's agenda. You may remember the story where, you know, Jesus tells the disciples that he's going to have to suffer. And Peter steps up and says, you're not going to suffer. That's not how this is going to go. Not on my watch. I've got a different plan. And that's where the famous uh, quote, Jesus says, get behind me, Satan, because Peter was tempting him to not go through with the suffering. Well, that was Peter's agenda. And then, of course, we know the famous story of him denying Christ. Why? Because it was about him. It was about his agenda. But later, Jesus gives him a chance to grow. And there's a very famous section there where after the resurrection, Jesus is sitting with Peter and Peter's kind of ashamed of what happened, knowing that he he denied Christ. And Jesus comes up to him. He says, do you love me? And Peter says, you know that I do. And then Jesus says, then therefore, if you love me, feed my lambs. He says it three times. Listen to what he says there. Feed my lambs. Peter is valuable to Christ in so much as Christ can feed his people through Peter. That's the way it works. One leader pouring into another person that's a reservoir a pipeline for the blessing so the leader is reaching more people than they could reach all alone. If you're not that reservoir, if you're not that conduit, you're really not helpful to the leader and it's a way to shut down your relationship with the leader. You need to be in discussion with the leader about becoming a person who can serve others. You need to be in discussion with the leader about how to best serve more people. Now, guess what? If you did that, You'd be blessed in the process. You'll get the blessing of the leader in the process. You'll get the you know the selfish stuff you want in the process. You'll also earn the right to vent and complain and ask for selfish things as well. As long as you didn't make it about that. As long as it was clear to the leader that it wasn't about you. So again, I know that maybe that's not some of your goal. If you want to make sure that the leader doesn't spend a lot of time with you, I think this is one of your best avenues. Just moan and complain when you call them and um, only ask them for selfish needs. Just make sure that they understand this person's really more of a reservoir. While we're on the subject of ways to blow out your leaders and your mentors, you know, one thing you could do that would cause a mentor to have to spend time with you is to have them be your professional coach, to actually compensate them for their time. 
I do professional coaching on a very, very limited scale every single year, but it's something that I enjoy doing. It's just with my schedule, I don't have a ton of time to do it. But going into the new year, I have opened up my personal schedule to add just a handful of coaching clients. And uh, if you've struggled with finding a mentor, someone who would pour into you, um, I would be honored to be your coach as we enter into 2018. We have a number of packages that are out there for you and uh, you can pick the one that is right for you. Go to scottrossonline.com slash coaching, scottrossonline.com slash coaching, and uh, you can enter in the code podcast for 20% off any one of those packages, 20% off. Uh, the opportunity to get me to be your coach is going to go away very, very shortly as soon as we enter the new year. So I highly recommend that you take advantage of that. Again, scottrossonline.com slash coaching, enter the code podcast for 20% off. Okay. The next great technique you could use to offend a leader is to not implement any of their advice or counsel and continue to get the same results for an ongoing period of time. I just think that would be a super effective way to demonstrate you don't really care about the leader being in your life and spending their time, investing their time in you. Because again, leaders are investing their time. Now, they're not looking for perfection, but they are looking for improvement. And so when you don't even try to implement their advice, it quickly causes them to grow tired of that process. That's a waste of their time. You know, I teach salespeople and oftentimes I will mentor, somebody will call me and they'll say, I'm just not getting the, the results I want. You know, I can't get a yes, or I'm running into this objection or whatever. And I will teach them some sales techniques. Now, what I know is that they can only digest so many techniques at once. But I also know that when they go to implement this technique, the technique by itself might work some of the times, but it's actually going to create a new objection or a new hurdle in the sales process. Now, they're going to need to master technique A that creates the new problem before they can master technique B that ultimately solves the whole thing. But they don't know that, and I'm not telling them that. And so they will call me if, if I, if I don't get a, a call back from them or when we speak the next time, they don't mention the new problem. Guess what that tells me? They didn't even try to implement the first step. They didn't even attempt to do what I advised them to do. You know, there, there are mentorship techniques that I will teach for dealing with challenging people on your team, for instance, and it should result in some specific follow-up steps. No follow-up? Guess what? They didn't even try. It's very, very clear. If I see someone continuing to get exactly the same results, I know there's an issue there of following through on the advice that I gave them. And it makes me feel like it's probably not really worth the investment that I'm making. So if you want to make sure that you make you, you you don't have the ongoing mentorship of a leader and counsel and wisdom of a leader. Very simply, just take their advice, let it go in one ear and out the other, and just keep doing exactly what you've been doing before you you sought out their counsel. Okay. 
couple last ones and uh, we'll wrap up. I hope this is being helpful to you. You know, I'm get, I do get a lot of questions about how to make sure that leaders don't want to spend time with you. And I just, I wanted to put it all into one single episode so that we've kind of got the go-to guide, the how to offend a leader 101. And I, I hope we're accomplishing that for you. Now, the, the last two techniques are these. The, the thing you could do next, and you could do this all by itself, but especially if you add this into any of the techniques I've talked about up to this point, I mean, it's a home run to get rid of the leader in your life. And that is to act like the leader is your psychologist. Now, it is true that leadership is a lot of psychology. If we're going to lead people, we've got to know people. We've got to love people. As you've heard me say, we've got to embrace the messiness of life. But you going to the leader need to understand that the leader is not there to be your shrink. So, you know, your dad always telling you that you were going to be a failure and now that's created self-esteem issues and you want the leader to fix that. Hey, listen. I understand. The leader understands. They care. But the leader doesn't have time to fix the issue that that creates for you. That's not their role. You got to figure that stuff out somewhere else. The leader is there to help you get results. Again, the leader is there to impact people. You have to be a resource in that regard. Wow, Scott, that's really harsh that, you know, you act like you wouldn't care about that personal thing that somebody's dealing with. Maybe that's the hurdle. I get it. But is it really that harsh? I mean, the real world is about results. It's about creating value. Leaders are focused on creating the most value for the most people. And getting bogged down into someone's really personal issues doesn't facilitate that. Now, when you bring that stuff to the leader, they're going to be kind about it, especially if they're a good leader. They're going to be empathetic. They might even recommend some options, some books, some seminars. But they're going to make a mental note. This might be a person I need to limit my time with because ultimately, and I said this in last episode, winners are people who just figure it out. They don't let themselves ruminate and go round and round the mulberry bush on stuff. Look, my dad told me I was never going to be anything. Also, guess what? I got over it. I understand that could be a real issue. I want to help you, but that's not the leader in your life's ultimate role. The leader in your life's role is to mentor you to the maximum success that you could possibly achieve, and you have to show some mental fortitude. You've got to show some gumption. You've got to show that you're the kind of person who can pick yourself up by your bootstraps and be a self-starter and doesn't need to be coddled all the way to success. When you act like they should be your shrink, that you should be laying on a couch and, you know, sharing your, you know, bad dreams with them, they're going to go, this is not really my job. Uh, Love this person, care about them, but they need to mature a little bit before I'm going to be able to invest a ton of time. And the leader is going to check out. I'm just telling you, harsh as that may be, it's a real thing. So if you want them to check out on you, no problem. Be that person. If you don't want them to check out on you, go have somebody else provide that role in your life. Your pastor, you know, a biblical counselor, somebody like that, and come to the leader ready to go to work, ready to become a winner. And that leads to the very last technique that you can use that is a surefire way to ruin your relationship with a leader. And that is to break trust 
confidentiality, or loyalty. Let me say that again. To break trust, confidentiality, or loyalty. Nothing is going to ensure that a leader never talks to you in an intimate way, at least. They may say hi to you in public, but they will never spend intimate time with you. If confidentiality is broken, if trust is broken, if loyalty is broken. Let me give you some examples of some things you could be sure to do to offend the leader. Confidentiality. Let's say that you're talking to the leader and the leader really wants to pour into you. So to impart some wisdom to you, one of the best ways that mentors can impart wisdom to younger people is to just tell stories and let the let the younger person kind of learn from the stories. So some of those stories end up being quite personal. So a leader shares a personal story with you and then what they find is that that story gets shared with other people. Did you know that in their youth, they blah, blah, blah? Did you know that just a few years ago, they struggled with XYZ? The second that that confidentiality is broken, leader's not going to want to spend a lot of time with you. The other one is to break trust. And this is to lie or mislead the leader in some way, you know, to tell them things that are just not true, to come to them with situations that are gossip in nature and to misrepresent what's really going on under the auspices of, I care about this other person, or I need your help with them or whatever. This is something you can take to the bank Anything you ever say about the leader or that is about someone else that wasn't true, anytime you ever lie to a leader, it will always get back to them. Always, 100% of the time. You know, it's just mind boggling to me how people think that what they're saying is going to stay private. It's just not. And so if you break trust with a leader, it is super, super fragile. It'll be very, very difficult to get it back. And that goes hand in hand with the last way you can do this, and that is to break loyalty. And the way you do that is to de-edify the leader in some way behind their back. Can't tell you how often this happens. In front of the leader, they're awesome. You love them. You respect them. You'd like their help. You'd like their feedback. You'd like their wisdom. But then the second they're not there, if you're in a group of people sitting around the water cooler who are kind of bitching and moaning about the leader or saying bad things, you're right there in that conversation. You don't walk away and for sure you don't have the leaders back and shut the, shut that conversation down. You join in. Let me just tell you something. It will always, always get back to the leader. There is no leader I know that doesn't know everything being said about them, even to the people who are smiling to their face. And so a rule of thumb just in general, by the way, since you're an emerging leader, is just assume everything you ever say is going to be heard. Never say anything that you wouldn't want repeated on a video screen because guess what? It'll probably be shared in some form or fashion, and it'll normally be twisted a little bit. So you want to make it so when it's twisted, it's twisted in a way that the only way to twist it would be positive. So just keep that in mind. But you can for sure make sure a leader checks out on you the second you de-edify them or you demonstrate that you're two-faced to them in any way, they're going to check out on you. They're not going to invest their time with you. So 
Let's quickly review. Want to offend a leader. You want to make sure that you get to be Lone Ranger and riding roughshod on this road to success by yourself without mentorship and without counsel or with the counsel of other people who are kind of the blind leading the blind because a lot of people who like to offend leaders, they like to flock together, which is awesome because then, you know, it's just they doubly ensure that they've got the leader to check out on them because I didn't mention that, but that's kind of a little bonus one. If the leader sees that the person or the people you're getting counsel from are foolish, then the leader knows that person's probably the next foolish person in the group. So here's some things you can do. Make sure you ask for advice and then begin to argue with it. Make sure that as soon as you are given some blessing by the leader, you don't show any gratitude, but ask for something more or something in addition to. You can always ask questions that you could have easily found the answer to with a little effort. You could only call the leader if you have to complain or you need something personally. You could make sure you ignore their advice and just keep getting the same result. You could act like they need to be your shrink, and that's the only reason you want to spend time with them. And you could break trust, confidentiality, and loyalty. Implement any of these techniques, guys, and it will just, you'll be wowed at how quickly leaders will not want to invest a lot of time in you. Guys, I've obviously done this a little bit tongue-in-cheek throughout this. Um, Take this advice to heart. You need leaders in your life. You need mentors in your life. And you're going to want to avoid these mistakes if you're going to keep leaders in your life. If you have leaders who are willing to pour into you, your results are going to be exponentially greater, and you will achieve those results much faster. I hope this has been valuable. It's been episode 115. You can find this at scottrossonline.com slash 115. I'll put some extra bonuses in the show notes if you want to go out there. scottrossonline.com slash 115. Until next time, guys, God bless you. Let's keep raising our leadership lid. Okay. All right, TLO. Well, uh, that was the leadership podcast for this week. I hope that it uh, was valuable to you. Did a little bit of, had a little fun there with that. Um, Make sure that you get your peeps onto the website and uh, they either listen um, that way or they come back and watch this video over and over again. Uh, Can't wait to see you guys in some form or fashion soon. I care about each one of you. I want you to achieve your dreams and I want to add as much value as I can to that process. God bless you. Bye-bye. We hope you have enjoyed this audio program. For more resources to further your development as a world-class leader and for success strategies and tactics in all areas of your life, please visit scottrossonline.com. And be sure to connect with Scott on Facebook and Twitter using the ID at scottrossonline. 